Hello, so last week I did not post an episode. I did take a little break, but not really because I did upload a 35-minute episode to Patreon. I am back this week with some r slash let's not meet stories slash paranormal slash online creepy stories, so... And by the way, if you want bonus content uh, this month, Patreon members got three little episodes. Each episode is about a person who went through the troubled teen industry and then sometime after that went on to kill a family member or two. So if you've listened to my troubled teen industry episodes and you want more bonus content, you want to support the show, then head over to patreon.com forward slash truecrimecam. I'll put the link in the description. Let's start off with a spooky story. So this one's called Unexplained Knocking from a Locked Morgue. And the story comes from r slash paranormal. Okay, so this just happened to me a few hours ago in the middle of the day, and I am really freaked out. I work in a retirement home, and my job often requires me to go in the basement with a cart full of dirty laundry. That means I have to use the elevator. I've done this a thousand times already, and never ever did I hear or see anything unusual. Now, since I work in a retirement home, amongst a lot of other rooms in the basement, there is also a temporary morgue, which is located opposite of the elevator entrance. This morgue was probably used at some point in time, but as long as I've been working there, it was never even unlocked. Nobody used that room for anything. Today, I was working as normal, going about my day, not feeling creeped out at all since it was the middle of the day, and I've been to this basement too many times already, and never had the reason to be scared of it. I went down to the basement, emptied the dirty laundry in the laundry room, and called the elevator down again since somebody had used it. I pressed the button, but the elevator wasn't coming down. Above me, through the closed elevator doors, I could hear two of my coworkers speaking and holding the elevator from closing. The space in the elevator is very acoustic, and you can easily hear people on it from the basement all the way up to the third floor. At this point, I was getting a little pissed off, because it was a particularly busy day, and I didn't have any time to spare. So I started knocking on the elevator doors to let them know I was waiting for it. After a few knocks, it seemed to me that they didn't register it as someone knocking for them to get off the elevator. So I decided to knock in a little melody slash rhythm to get their attention. Now, this is where something very fucking weird happened. Maybe five seconds after that knock, I started hearing knocking back. It didn't have any particular pattern, and it sounded like literal knocking on a door. I first thought it's coming from my coworkers above, but quickly realized it's coming from behind me. I turn around to find the basement completely empty, and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from at first, until I came a few feet closer to the sound. It was coming from the fucking morgue. I froze. A thousand thoughts came rushing through my mind as I tried to somehow rationalize what I was hearing. I wanted to leave the cart behind and just sprint up the stairs to get the fuck out of there. But then I heard the elevator finally coming down. It was the longest wait ever, but I finally got on and pressed the button to the third floor. I pressed the button I think about 20 times before the doors closed and got me out of there. Maybe all of this can be very easily explained away, with it being an older building, sounds from the pipes or animals, etc., and being a pure coincidence with my knocking, but I never heard a building ever make a knocking sound on the door like that. Needless to say, it really creeped me out. Anyways, this was my first quote-unquote paranormal experience ever, 
and I'm interested if anybody has had any similar experiences or has an explanation for whatever the fuck that was. Okay, so this next story is from r slash let's not meet, and it's titled, Guy Chased Us Home. Last year, I was going out for drinks with my friends, but since I had to go to uni the next day, I only stayed till around midnight. My boyfriend promised to pick me up and go home with me, because I don't like to take the subway alone at night, but since I was pretty drunk by then, I took a little too long walking out of the pub. Unfortunately, we had to wait for the night bus, with multiple stops, since the subway closes on weekdays at night. For context, my boyfriend and I don't live together, but very close to each other, around 15 to 20 minutes walking distance. Both areas are pretty shitty. He lives near a train station, many crackheads, homeless, and sketchy people around. And I live in a cheap, bad district, with a high crime rate. My building has two entrances on two different streets, because it is a corner building site leading to a patio, and then to the apartment building and its doors. To get into my apartment, I have to open three doors. I usually use the entrance door that is nearer to the subway and on the side of my apartment. We had to take two buses to get home. One drove us to the train station, and the next one from the train station to my apartment. After getting out of the first bus, we realized that we would have to wait for around 20 minutes or something for the second bus to come, and since I really had to sleep at home, class the next day, I didn't want to stay at his place. My boyfriend didn't want to wait, so he persuaded me to walk instead of taking the bus, which sober me would have never done, but since I was still drunk, I didn't care how we got home, so I agreed. So we started to walk home and passed a few sketchy people, mostly people selling drugs, etc., but nothing really bad. Then I saw a guy walking in our direction, and I somehow got a bad feeling. So I told my boyfriend that I wanted to change to the other side of the street, because I didn't want to walk past him. Suddenly, the guy yelled, hey, as if he wanted to ask us something, but we ignored it and continued to walk. He got louder and louder until he started to yell. I could see from the corner of my eye that he was coming over, so I whispered, run, to my boyfriend. I took his hand and ran the fastest I could while he was chasing us. We ran, ran, and ran, and then made a turn to the right, the street where I live, and hid. It seemed like he was gone, so I took out my keys and we started running towards my building, taking the other entrance of my building that I normally didn't use. As I was trying to open the door, my boyfriend started panicking, throwing me inside the patio and closing the door aggressively, and then pushing me into the building. He explained that the guy came running from the other side of the street, meaning he took a shortcut, probably thinking we were going to run to the subway slash bus stops. If we had taken the other entrance, he would have been clearly the faster one. Being in shock, we unfortunately didn't call the police, which I regret. I stopped going out for drinks slash clubbing for a half a year after this, and slept in my boyfriend's place for two weeks, because I was scared that he would come back. I think the worst thing about this is that he really wanted to get us for whatever reason. I still want to know why he chased us for so long. Two weeks later, a girl a few streets away was raped in front of her building by a guy who chased her home. I wonder if it was the same guy, or just a coincidence. Okay, this next one's called Tinder Date That Turned dot 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 Weird. I went on a Tinder date some time ago while I was adjusting to a new city I had moved to. I didn't really know anybody there, so I used some online dating apps to see the dating scene around town. I landed one from a girl that seemed just like an artsy, hippie type of girl. We had a few exchanges through the Tinder app, and then decided to meet up for a drink. I picked her up at her house, and she greeted me at the door and gave me a hug. 
She said the name of a local bar she wanted to go to for us to chat and get to know each other. I told her I would drive and proceeded to my car. The first red flag I noticed was when I walked to my car and opened the door. She had just followed me to the driver's side and was standing behind me staring. I looked at her blankly for about 15 seconds and asked her if she was going to get in. She said, sure, I would love to, and went the long way to the passenger side around the back of the car. Since I had just met the girl, I figured maybe she had just smoked some weed or something, as I had kind of got the vibe she was a bit of a stoner. As I was driving to the bar, she talked in a very low voice, almost as if she was trying to whisper. I am not hard of hearing or anything, but I had to ask her to repeat herself several times just so I could make out the full sentences she was saying. When we got to the bar, I made sure we got a seat closer to the back, away from most people, just so I could have a little quiet in order to hear her. The conversations honestly carried on as normal from this point, and it was actually a fun time for the time being. We talked about different things we were interested in, and she did bring up that she recreationally used weed and a few other tripping substances, like shrooms and such. I am not much of a fan of these, but it at least made me relax in the back of my mind to think maybe she was just high off marijuana, and that rationally explained some of the out-there behavior. Granted, I had a few drinks at this point, so I was honestly not thinking straight. I asked her if she wanted to go to my place after drinks, and she agreed. When we got to my place, we had a few more drinks. Then she started talking about her jewelry. This is where it gets weird. She told me her jewelry was her big secret, and it defined her. When I asked her why it was so important, she said, I'm actually Anastasia, and I was never killed in Russia. My jewelry is my link to my past. It was very hard for me to take that serious at this point with how much I drank, so I kind of challenged that statement using the little bit I knew about history. At this point, she freaked out and started yelling at the top of her lungs about how I don't respect ancestors and history. Then she got quiet and tiptoed right up to me and grabbed me by the neck. She then brought my face eye to eye with hers while still holding my neck. She says at this point, I am a shaman and I will curse you. My ancestors have destroyed many people and you do not respect that. You are from oppressive ancestors and they will be punished. Then she put her hand in a whiskey glass and made a cross on my face and kissed my forehead. At this point, I started to sober up a little. I talked her into calming down, telling her I was only joking. Then she slowly started getting back to normal. Then she started talking about her cat fetish. She tells me she has a list of people who she tames to act as cats. I'm not about judging people on their fetishes, so I listen in. She then tells me all of the things she does to them and starts acting like a cat in my living room. If she had not yelled at me earlier on, I might have almost been turned on by it. My red flags in my head were tingling like crazy at this point, so I just listened and tried not to set her off. She noticed sage on my kitchen counter and asked me to let her light it and bless the house. Side note, I use sage to make my house smell better occasionally. It's kind of a ritual I like to do, but it's mine and my own, something I take very personally and I like to do myself. I tell her no, she can't light it, and that it's my thing to do on my own. Then she freaks out, telling me I am a horrible human being and screaming all over the place. I tell her I can take her home now, and she runs to the door and goes outside. As I get outside, she is screaming at the top of her lungs that I am a horrible person and I should go die. I tell her she can walk herself home then and I go back to my place and lock the door. She then starts banging on the door hard in about 10 minutes, saying she left her phone in there. I grab her phone off the kitchen counter and open the door to hand it to her. She tries to barge inside and I block her with my forearm. She then acts like she is about to punch me. 
I just hold my ground and tell her she's not coming in. She screams she wanted the whiskey bottle we were drinking from. I told her, hell no, because I paid for the damn thing. I slam the door at that point and lock it. I hear her bang on the door for a minute. I then hear her footsteps going down the stairs. I waited about an hour and then went walking outside to see if she was still hanging around. I didn't see her, nor did I ever see her again after that. I know this is probably not the scariest encounter ever, but for the next few nights, I was creeped out, always walking around the area I lived to make sure she wasn't hanging around. I honestly hope she is okay wherever she is, but I hope to never see her again. Okay, this one's called, I will never be friendly to a stranger on Instagram again. It was April of 2020, and we were in the thick of the pandemic. Everything was shut down, and the only human interaction available was social media. I began getting follow requests on Instagram more frequently, and chalked this up to boredom from sitting at home all day. I received a request from a guy who appeared to know a close friend of mine, at least from what he told me when he DM'd me. I accepted the request and began answering his messages. We talked about the current climate of the world, what we were watching on Netflix, etc. Nothing abnormal. He had a tendency to send me a lot of DMs at once, which was a bit overwhelming, but again, I chalked it up to the lack of contact from the pandemic. Anyways, as time went on, I began to feel like this man was getting a little too intrusive with his messaging, mainly with the growing obsession he began to show. He'd consistently talk about how perfect I was, and that when I posted videos, he felt like I was talking to him and only him. He said my eyes pierced his soul. Naturally, this freaked me out. I asked my friend what his deal was. She told me she had no idea who he was, and that he was just a random follower of hers, so the story he told me about knowing her was fabricated. A year passes by and he's still sending hundreds of DMs, including voice memos and songs he'd make up about me. He'd also regularly talk about how he'd take me shopping and out to eat when we, quote, met in person, even though I'd tell him I didn't want to meet him. At one point, he kept repeating this cryptic message about kissing stars, which I later realized he was referring to a tattoo that I have on my upper right thigh. He was trying to tell me he'd kiss my upper thigh when he got the chance to meet me. I expressed my disgust, which aggravated him. He seemed to not like the fact that I was openly repulsed by him, which should have made him go away, but I think he liked the chase of trying to change my mind. I'd block him, but then he'd message me on another social media platform. He was not letting up. I tried being polite. I tried ignoring him. I tried being rude. Nothing was working. Then, after I posted a short story time with a couple of those weird voice memos he sent me, he somehow found the post. I did not include any of his information in the video, but he found it somehow. He then sent me my own address to tell me to take the video down. I did immediately. He began to ramble about how he would never hurt me, and this was to just grab my attention. It was very creepy. The creepiest of all, though, was when he sent me 101 voice messages describing in disgusting detail how he would stand behind me while whispering in my ear and graze his lips across my neck, and I'd quote-unquote receive his touch. I literally felt sick to my stomach. I didn't listen to all of them because it made me physically ill. Fortunately, since the last time I blocked him, he has not tried to reach out again, to my knowledge. 
I don't understand how someone could become so obsessed, yet never meet in person. So, creepy internet guy, let's not meet. Ever.